you have suffered the loss of a child, you will know that the pain, emptiness and longing changes you. This is Viloma, hosted by Jean van den Berg. Jean is a social worker in private practice and life coach specializing in trauma and bereavement counseling. And through this series, she hopes to let parents who have lost a child know that they are not alone. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Viloma. Good morning, John. How are you today? Good morning, Kathleen. Very well, thank you, and good morning, everyone. Jean, so tell me, when a child dies, the extended families, friends, and work colleagues are not always sure how to approach the bereaved parent. Even from my personal experience when I speak to you, I don't always know how to bring up the situation or how to express my feelings of, you know, how are you doing? Are you coping? Um, how are things this week? We feel uncomfortable. We feel like we can't we don't want to touch on the subject because it's so sensitive. What, how do we approach as the extended family and friends to bereaved parents that have lost a child? Yes, Kathleen, this is a very important question that you are asking. And this is also one of the topics that's very regularly discussed when I see on the forums for bereaved parents that they, they say that they need some guidance on this. Now, through my own experience and other pe persons also that I've counseled, they shared that their families and their friends either avoid them after the death of their child or they just ignore what happened. And firstly, I want to acknowledge that the pain, the feeling of being rejected that the parents feel that it needs to be acknowledged. It is true, nobody, Kathleen, not the closest sister, brother, cousin, lifelong friend, has any idea how painful it is for the bereaved family. And then how can they know? Your inside screams, please understand, but they do not. Now, it is painful to see someone hurt. It makes the friends and the family uncomfortable and feeling helpless because they don't know how to comfort you. And we as parents feel so bruised, so lonely, and we yearn for understanding and compassion. And there might be some anger or frustration that nobody understands our suffering. And thus may project this anger towards the family and the friends. But as I said before, we do live in a death-denying society. We hear and read a lot about death, but it's always far from home and someone unknown to us. But when death takes our beloved child, at first the family and friends are comforting us, they're phoning they shower us with flowers and food and support us until the burial. And then they go on with their lives. It is then, a few months after, that we as bereaved parents feel rejected, lonely and forgotten. 
For everyone that's listening, remember this. Grief is not an illness from which we recover. It's not merely one thing. It's a process of feelings and physical conditions. And one cannot judge how much grief is enough grief. We do not have a specific code of behavior for confronting the bereaved. There is the desire to withdraw and escape, just as the parents wish they could from the pain. And this is what family and friends do, escape. The less they see your pain and experience the helpless feeling for not knowing how to support you, the easier it becomes for them. But the bereaved parents and siblings cannot escape and then anger and disappointment for lack of understanding their situation starts to develop. It seems easier for the friends to feel that they need to leave the parents to be alone or they feel they do not want to talk about the child who died because they would not upset the parents. They also are afraid to say the wrong thing and make the parents cry. And Kathleen, this is exactly so far from the truth. Bereaved parents are so painfully aware of our big loss every moment of every day and night that nothing that anybody says could make it worse. So many of the bereaved parents also need to go back to work within weeks after the burial and then they have to face their work colleagues. And this also leads to a lot of misunderstanding because work colleagues are not necessarily part of the friendship circle and they would not know what to do. At first, they will acknowledge your loss by saying, I'm very sorry for your loss or something similar. And then it's back to normal. And this is far from normal for the bereaved parent. Remember, the world as you knew, it is gone. Your concentration is zero. Your outlook on life has changed. You are unable to be part of chit-chat conversations. You feel like an outsider. So when you are a colleague of a grieving parent, your understanding and patience with how difficult it is to adapt to the normal world will help so much. So when you see that it's a very hard day, acknowledge her pain and make her a cup of tea. She might spontaneously start crying, so keep the tissues ready. You do not have to say something at all. Just a hug. Nothing that you say would help because nothing can bring the dear child back. For the bereaved parents, it is important to remember that confronting loss and death is hard for the survivors. So everyone outside, they feel overwhelmed and helpless when they hear of another's loss. And one consequence of the denial of death in our society is that they are often ignorant and unskilled in coping with loss. And that is why we have this uh, series to help not, in, not only the bereaved parents, but also those that want to help the bereaved parents. Because many people want to help, 
but they don't know how. And by having no idea on what to do when they hear of a death, many would rather hide. Kathleen, I have also learned through my journey that parents are often so upset when they hear of a child that died because the fear of every parent is to lose a child. And when it happens, it strengthens the fear in them. And then it's difficult for them to face the bereaved parents. Jean, I want to interrupt there. This, this explains my feelings perfectly. When we live in this bubble where it can't happen to me. And it's exactly what you say is when you hear about it, you immediately think, what if this was my child? What if this has happened to me? How I can't even utter, you know, anything towards this person because it just validates even more how quick and easy something like this could happen to me. And it scares us. And it, it, I think the whole society is in this frame of mind that, you know, like an ostrich, you stick your head in the sand, you pretend it didn't happen. Yes, that's very true. That's very true. And if we also think before, uh, on the years back before our children died, we will remember that we also did not know what to say to bereaved parents. So it is not uncommon. And although there are so many around us that go through this extreme trauma, it still is a taboo topic. At first, parents do not blame those who have no idea what you are going through. Ignore the insensitive comments that they are making with lack of knowing better. I know exactly how you are feeling. My dog of 15 years was put down last week. Kathleen, this was said to me three weeks after my loss. At the beginning, I was so upset and felt that the lady was very insensitive. But later years, I realized that she talked from her frame of understanding. She did not have children, and for her, her dog was a child. God chose the most beautiful flower to be with him. This saying is also upsetting for every bereaved parent. Where the saying comes from, I do not know. But please, never say that. Maybe she is taken as she was spared a very bad life further on. Very insensitive and it does not help at all. I was also told you must be thankful that she died on impact because you would not be able to look after her if she was paralyzed. Another one, at least you have more children. There are so many hurtful things that are said to bereaved parents, not intentionally, but without thought. And it, it's, it's especially striking because you can recall all these hurtful things that were said to you, even if it was so many years ago. Exactly, yes. So, John, how can I support a friend that has lost a child? Kathleen, a grieving friend needs our friendship and support to go through and complete the mourning process. We must reach out and take the initiative in offering help. The most valuable thing we have is our presence. It's not important to understand or to give advice. The companionship of family and friends is the greatest source of support and solace. 
You can help your grieving friend most by sitting near, holding a hand, giving a hug, passing a tissue, crying together, listening and sharing feelings. So it is what the bereaved needs is acknowledgement of the pain and sorrow. And you must also realize that nobody can erase the pain. In coping with loss, the bereaved are greatly depleted of energy. And the presence of a friend helps energize and renew. When the friend lacks the right words, they feel unequipped, as you have said as well. A simple, I'm sorry, is enough. There are very few words that are the right words for the occasion of grief. Being caring and a good listener is more important than any words you might say. Not having to suffer alone is one of the greatest gifts we can offer the bereaved. Alone is harder. Alone is when fear and anguish are overwhelming. Alone accentuates the despair and emptiness of loss. The bereaved has different needs during the different phases of grief. In the initial days and weeks, where the period of shock and disbelief is very hard, practical help is often most needed, while emotional understanding may not yet reach the bereaved. Our sensitivity to a grieving friend's needs might be the very best gift that we can offer. So ask directly, would you like to talk or do you just want me to sit with you? Would you like me to make supper for your family? Would you like me to pick up the kids from school? Would you like me to buy your grocery list? A very important note to remember is, in order to be a truly helpful friend to the bereaved, we need to decide whether we can tolerate the other's pain or not. It is extremely painful to be a witness to intense mourning. It is tempting when uncomfortable when, because others are in the deepest pain to shut them off or to encourage them to stop crying to deny their pain, or to try to rush them through the painful mourning process. So fully grieving is necessary and healthy. Tolerate another's tears is a very meaningful gift. So is listening without judging. The bereaved may repeat thoughts over and over. Let them do because it is part of processing what all the emotions and regrets and memories bring. It is important to remember that the bereaved will be going through many phases of grief, and it might be exhausting as a friend to understand the different processes and phases. But for the friends who are not comfortable to assist regularly, it is better to send a personal note or a text message that says, I'm thinking of you. That will be appreciated.
For example, if you have known the child through school but not the parents, a quick visit with the parents, whereby you just mentioned that you remembered about the child at a hockey game, might be such an understanding and an appreciated gesture. Parents want to talk about their child. Parents want to hear special things about their child. So, the best advice is do what you feel comfortable with. Even the simplest gesture would be of great value. But most of all, I just want to emphasize, do not rush your bereaved friend through her process. It will take years, many years, and you have to be patient. The death of a child is forever because you will miss your child forever. When you see that your friend is lifting her head, be thankful, but do not expect that it may be the same a day or a week later. And do not judge and do not push her. I get this call quite often when a friend or a family phones me and they say, it's now already four months and I'm really worried about my friend because she still doesn't stop crying. And then I say, it's not already four months. It's only now four months. The first year is very hard because every first celebration without your child is a punishment. Every birthday of the family members will be difficult because the empty chair will also be there. The child's birthday, the first Christmas, and then the first anniversary date of the child's. So a note, a flower, or a text to say, I'm specially thinking of you today, would mean so much. It is true, Kathleen, that one might lose as many friends and sometimes family after a child died. It is not something that you as a grieving parent did wrong. It is just that they are not comfortable or willing or able to share your pain. And that be so. We are making new friends within the circle of loss. Other parents with whom we can share and to understand this difficult, painful road. Dear Mum and dear Dad, I keep you close to my heart as I know that your pain and your loss is deep and forever. If this podcast has been valuable to you, please share it with someone who you know will need the information. Our next podcast topic will be Dealing with Grief in the first year. Thank you for listening to Viloma. Visit www.guidancetogrow.co.za to find out more about Jean van den Berg, social worker in private practice and life coach specializing in trauma and bereavement counseling. If you have lost a child and would like to connect with Jean, Please email info at guidancetogrow.co.za and follow Guidance to Grow SA on Facebook.